Oh my god, what's that? Dude, no, oh my god. Oh my god. It's It's the Horror Comedy Podcast with Jake and Haley. actually love you the most that's why i let you out of the basement because you said you weren't gonna run away this time so listen it's been long enough where i think they think we're both in the basement we've been holding ourselves in the basement sorry i have been in the deep dark basement of my soul it is the horror comedy podcast i'm Haley. i'm jake and sorry, we're back from the grave. I was. We yeah. have arisen. We're back, guys. I was busy uh, crying and sleeping, so sorry about that. But I'm back, and you're back, and we're here. And if you were waiting for us to come back, I love you so much. If you checked on us, so sweet. Can I tell you? I literally was like, uh, I think I'll just become like a flesh rot and just become a lump. You know what I mean? But then there were some people who were like, Hey, we've been waiting. Uh, for people reached out to us? On the podcast Instagram, yeah. And they were like, we've been waiting, we wanted to make sure you guys were okay, love the podcast, like, so wow, sweet. So if you're one of those people... Cool. Shout out to those people. I love you so much, and you helped pull me out of the uh, basement of my yeah, soul. thank you. So thanks. That's honestly what makes it worth doing. Oh, yeah. I know that sounds corny, but... Yeah. Okay, so listen. Do you remember what you asked me? I probably shouldn't have put this up on the screen before I asked you this, but... Yes, I asked you, whatever happened to crop circles? Where'd they go? Where did they go? They just stopped existing. I mean, yeah, we've been hearing about aliens, Mm -hmm. and that one thing just came out, you Mm -hmm. know, and that was the Tic Tac video. They kept calling it Tic Tac video. The old old fucking people. That's awesome. And even they were like, my granddaughter says it's the Tic Tac, not like the video. Not like the video. Not like the Chinese... Uh, recon surveillance. Oh, app. they were saying it's Tic Tac shaped. So that it, they were referring to the video as the Tic Tac video. Oh my god! But they were saying Tic Tac. Yes. Hilarious. Yeah. That's Hilarious. awesome. I love the old people trying to keep up with technology. That's me at twenty eight years old. I'm like, so yeah. Hmm. That's what prompted me to be like, oh, what happened to crop circles? They were so cool. Signs. Okay, interesting. So I wanted to kind of give you. A little history on crop circles. And then we could talk about a really famous case. And then I will crop dust you. No, we could try to make a crop circle in the long grass in the backyard, though. That's sick. We should do that. Okay. I know how to make crop circles. Hold it. Yeah. Pause. (sighs) I've seen this video. Seven Oaks in the British county of Kent, England. EO Kent, England. How you doing, Peaky Blinders? (laughs) No Peaky Cheeky Wonders? This is, without a doubt, the most wonderful moment of my research. No human could have done this. That is what retired... Oh, mate, nobody could have done this without shaking piss. No fucking human could have done this. You bloody hell, mate, ever seen it with your own eyes. Annette? In it? (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm not. Voice, Voice imitations are my favorite. I'm so sorry. That is what retired engineer Pat Delgado said on September 23rd, 1991, in an interview with Leon Giraffe. Like a fancy giraffe. Oi, Mr. Giraffe. Holy shit. What is that? This is the crop circle. That's the one? Yep. The two men were standing in front of a large field of crops, which had been flattened down in a crazy pattern. There's one big circle in the middle. Yeah, it's... 
one circle and then five lines. One of those lines connected to a bigger circle in the middle with an outer ring. Looks like a power button. Does kind of look like a power button. I don't know. It's just mesmerizing to me. And then there's a third smaller one attached to that. And there's a third butthole. Alien butt plug vibes. Alien buttholes. There's a picture on our Instagram. If you want to look at it for yourself, my little loves. All of the plants in the area have been bent down at a perfect 90 degree angle. Out of these main shapes, the small antennas and smaller circles inside and outside seem to branch out from the center. Some called this the seven oaks phenomenon and some called it crop circles. In southern England and 20 other countries from 1978 to 1991. Wait, when did they start appearing? This right now, the interview's happening in 1991. But this happened in 1970. It started being recorded in newspapers in 1978. Interesting. Yeah, we'll go back a little farther than that, too. 20 other countries from 1978 to 1991, hundreds of similar circular patterns were reported in crop fields across the globe. Oh, you seen them too, mate? Oi, I got one right in my governing pippers. Just like that one in camp, eh? Pat Delgado had started to write about this phenomenon and actually made a career out of this, going and investigating. Sick, he was like that one guy for paranormal shit. Yeah, yeah. this is Zach Braggins. No, but no. Oh. I was thinking the insidious people. Oh. Not Zach Baggins. Like, well, I kind of like Zach Baggins. Dang, okay. He's, I like I Zach guess Baggins. I them now. I kind of like Zach Baggins better because he's silly. And he'll be like, oh, look at me, ghost. I'm slitting my wrists. Rah, rah, rah. He fucking... <laughs> if I DJ'd in here, he'd fucking hate it. You'd hate it. He believed that the crop circles were from something out of this world. Something with superior intelligence. Something with the superior intelligence in it. Something extraterrestrial. He wrote a book about it called Circular Evidence. Do you know they're called phenomenons now? Phenomenons? Yeah. Cool. Oh, you little bastard. Okay, cool. Um, That was good. But they are called aerial. Aerial phenomenons. Uh, Unidentified AEP. UAPs? UAPs. That's what they're called. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. That's crazy. I always thought it would be... My brain was all like, man, what if this is their ship sitting down and refueling on corn? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you don't see it in alfalfa, do you? We'll talk about what oh, crops shit. it happens in, actually. Interesting that you brought corn? that up. Yeah, it's not just corn. I never knew about that either. It's not I was, just corn? It's not just corn. Huh. I always assumed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, maybe their spaceships were corn-fueled. There's some... E85. Shit like that, right? Yeah, back to the interview. Anyway, Pat Delgado. Life was a crop circle, and Pat was in the middle of it. He loved it. He was living. He was thriving, and he was vibing. He's definitely affording that good good. For sure, he's on the good kush. The first ever documented crop circle, you asked earlier, and mm-hmm. I couldn't remember off the top of my head, but here's your friggin' answer, Jake. 1892. You're not that far off. It was recorded in a newspaper called Nature in July of 1880 by a guy named John Capron, who said that the circular spots were the results of cyclones... Do you think there was really, for real, crop circles in nineteen or in 1880, or do you think people were fucking around even then? I mean, well, why why couldn't it be? Uh, aliens could have had, aliens could have this technology. Yeah, and they could be so much more brazen about it because they would probably know we didn't have all our. Like, yeah. They'd be like, "Oh, they aren't believing each other, and there's no internet, so How what's the matter?" Tell? Yeah. How would they know? Yeah, so I they were probably our, maybe brazen. Earth is just like a pit stop to something cooler. Like uh, Six Flags, but alien Six Flags. 
Like, ah, we gotta get gas real quick, kids. And then, boom. Oh my god, where are the 7-Eleven? The sun is like some underground. Yeah, it's lit. Got him. It's lit. Good one. Okay, 1880. John Capron. (laughs) Okay. French? uh, I'm just guessing from the name. (laughs) Probably should have wrote that down, but I didn't. 100 years later in 1980. Terence Meeting, a meteorologist, revisited John Capron's theory once he noticed more crop circles showing up across southern England. The simple folk think they were cyclones. But no. No. It is no. He suggested that due to the hillside, the wind was getting more or less a boost in strength and carving the circles in the crops. So he's like, yeah, I like the cyclones. I'm sick. That's cool. Cyclones, man, from the wind. Cyclones. But after that 1980 report, the crop circles seemed to get more and more intricate. The messages seemed to get more complex. So Terrence Meeting suggested that there could be something called a plasma vortex. That sounds pretty cool. It sounds so fucking cool. It's some kind of electromagnetic hydrodynamic phenomenon. What? Hydrodynamic? That sounds like a made-up word. Yeah, it does. Another scientist... All words are made up. That's a great point. I have to think about that for a second. Hmm. Another scientist known only as Dr. Levengood, because I could not find his first name. It's a very elusive figure there. Huh? He doesn't have one. No, it's Doctor. Duh. <laughs> doctor to you. Duh. Expanded on the plasma vortex theory. What if his first name really is Doctor? <laughs> doctor. <laughs> I'm a doctor. We're, we're going to name our kid Doctor. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay, so Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Levengood (laughs) expanded on the plasma vortex theory in the 90s and found that, quote, crop formations are areas where plants like grain crops are flattened in a way that forms shapes. These shapes can range from small to quite large. The plants in these formations look different from normal plants. Their stems can twist and turn in interesting patterns close to the ground. A study found that these changes in the plants are real and not just a trick. Plants inside these formations have different structures and cells compared to plants outside. These changes were shown to be important when compared to normal plants. The changes include things like weird bumps on the stems, strange shapes as they grow, and even burned outer layers. The way the seeds of these plants grow is also affected, and when looked at really closely, there are differences in how the walls of the plant cells look. Well, I was just wondering if you ate some corn that was bent down in this crop circle, what would happen? Do you get superpowers? It would taste burnt. And then... You couldn't have kids. <laughs> Sick. Give Sick. Me some corn. For free. Give um, me corn. Birth control corn. TM. <laughs> it seems like these plants went through something that made them very hot for a short time. Thanks to ChatGPT, because honestly, that was all in like very science terms, and I was like, there's a 0% chance I'm going to be able to talk about this. <laughs> hey, chat. <laughs> Please explain this like you would explain this to a person who barely finished high school, and it did. Perfect. There was no way that it could have been a natural phenomenon with the shapes that were appearing. There was something wacky, like you. These crop circles would come up like clockwork, and then I wrote crop work. Hello! It was very distracting. Got him! That's Um, good. Thank you. They would show up in the canola April through May. May through June, they would appear in barley. June through September, they would appear in wheat. Sometimes they would show up in corn, which would extend the season of crop circles as late as October. Whoa, there's something there. That's interesting, huh? That's interesting. I thought that was interesting. That's like a weird 
I never thought about the different crops it was in. I guess yeah. they're not called corn different circles. Seasons. That's So there's a season for crop circles. I never knew that. That's huh. crazy. So the mystery and intrigue in the air, back to the interview, on September 23rd, 1991, was palpable as Leon interviewed Pat Delgado in the middle of the field in Seven Oaks. In the middle of the field? Sick. Sick. Great spot for a podcast. Honestly, let's go. Seven Oaks was a strange place for the crop circles to be. A lot of these were in South England, which is where Stonehenge is. And there's another stone circle in a place called Avebury. Asburgers. This is what it looks like. Whoa. Pretty How'd cool. they do it? Mystery. There are burial mounds and all kinds of standing stones. And some people believe that all these sites are linked by passive energy. A lot of these spaces also have sacred geometries naturally built into the landscape. Great. Passive energy. It's cool. just doesn't tell you something's wrong. Just, like <laughs> just starts slamming doors. And like puts dishes <laughs> in the microwave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that I'm going to see him? Yeah. Is Here, this a horse snake? So this is something called the Uffington White Horse, which is a white horse that's naturally formed out of crushed white chalk out of the side of a hill. It's believed that the Uffington White Horse was formed. right. What? This is just a thing that looks like a horse. Yeah. Okay. What exactly. Are they, what are they trying to say it was? A thing, thing that looks like a horse, but it's pretty weird that it looks like a horse. I mean... It's a little bit weird. That crop circles happen near it, and it looks like a horse. Crop circles happen near this? Yeah. Interesting. It's weird. Um, I don't know. Weird, though. It's believed that the Uffington White Horse formed naturally between 1380 and 550 BC. Well, that's confusing, but it's negative numbers because it's BC. Wow. wow. Brain hurt. It's a monument that's protected by the National Trust over there. That's how I wrote it, so that's how I'll say it, but that makes me sound like a big dumbass. I just don't over know what the... Trust over there. Oh, just over there. I don't know what the National Trust is, I'm not going to lie. The Uffington it's Horse... It's over there. It's over there. The Uffington Horse is considered a masterpiece of minimalist art, or is it a masterpiece of alien art? Of interdimensional art. And to add, in the fields where this phenomenon occurs... Tractor batteries are reported to mysteriously die, and sightings of mysterious lights have also been reported. Nice. Spooky. Love that. That's when Graham Brow, a reporter from the London tabloid today, called Pat Delgado. Papers Del- due on Sunday, mate. Oh. Called Pat Delgado and broke the bad news. David Chorley and Douglas Bauer, two men in their 60s, had come forward to Graham and confessed that they were the ones responsible for the Seven Oaks Circles. Okay. Peruve it. Peruve it. Over the past 13 years, they snuck out every season, every night, and made hundreds of crop circles. Their elaborate efforts inspired others. I've seen this. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I know of this. Yeah. Pretty sure I know how they did it, too. Yeah. I'll show you some pictures in a second. You're going to be like, oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Um, Their elaborate efforts inspired (laughs) others, and they even used different techniques to refine the most effective way to create a crop circle. Douglas Bauer then got on the phone and talked to Pat Delgado. I'm afraid we've been having you on. <laughs> Oi, mate. I hope you save some of them dollars. <laughs> yeah. Some of those euros, mate, because they ain't worth squatting now. Sorry about it. You have to give it back. And just like that, with one phone call, the most tantalizing mystery in all of Britain had come to a very lackluster end. Everyone's just like, oh. oh pack it up, boys. Fuck. They're all walking home like Charlie Brown. <laughs> like flicking down. Um, Doug and David were sitting at a pub together in 1978. Oh, shut, Mike. In a town literally called Cheesefoothead. God. I Cheese get out of America. Foothead. We must go to Cheesefoothead. 
my home. Our honeymoon destination. <laughs> Nothing makes me hornier than <laughs> cheese foothead. Cheese foothead. <laughs> they were. <laughs> Doug and David were sitting at a pub together, and cheese foothead, right? They were thinking about things they could do for fun. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? They had been reading about UFO sightings and about Australian farmers who had created crop circles on their own with tractors. And they were like, you know what would be so funny is if we flattened corn to make it look like a UFO landed here. It would be hilarious. With no tractor. With no tractor. They loved it. For years, nobody even said anything about it. But in 1981, they had finally made it to the front page of the news. Doug and David laughed themselves to sleep that night. David said that they laughed so much they had to stop the car because Doug was laughing so hard he couldn't drive. But by 1991, government funding was starting to be poured into these investigations and Doug and Dave had to come clean. Womp womp. Not me. I'd I'd have been like, would have gone to my grave knowing. Oh, hell yes. I would have told them on my deathbed, maybe. You've been dyke in the base, mate. Pat Delgado said, quote, the two gents may have hoaxed some of the circles, but the phenomenon is still there and we will carry on research. Nice. Nice try, bud. Here's Doug and Dave. Is it? Is it? Yep. Yep. That's how you do it. You take a big piece of wood thing and then you take rope. You tie it to both sides. It has to be long enough for you to hold with your hands. And then you just, you know, push it forward. Maybe they're taking the piss because maybe they're like, oh, dude. Can't, they can't explain it. We come out. We'll become famous. I mean, this is an incredible amount of effort for a prank. Yo, and not only that, I watched an episode of, I think, Mythbusters or something, where they tried to do it in one night. And it literally, to get one as big as the fucking, I want to say it was the Oaks one, it uh, they couldn't have finished in time. That's insane. So, so they were like savants. Yeah. Like idiot savants. Yeah. And, I mean, it does take a, an amount of, like, you have to be able to do math and shit, I'm sure, to be able to do perfect cir- Like, how would you do that? That's so crazy to me. That's just so crazy. Well, if you think about it, not terrible. Because you um, get a spike, put it in the middle. Oh. With rope. Yeah, I did see them doing that. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. I did see pictures of them doing that, but I didn't put it together until you just said that. Okay, that makes sense. I wonder if they ever had any that were stupid Wonky. and, like, really bad that everyone was just like, what the hell happened here? <laughs> this this uh, one went to take off. It started going south, I yeah. guess. <laughs> um, okay. These guys are doing it for the jokes, right? For the lols. For the lols. Yeah. Do you think it's always for the lols? You think it's because they're upset? This one's mad. No, I mean, do you... Th- no. <laughs> I, Fuck you, I mean, <laughs> man. I'm dead serious here. No, We're I don't mean they're doing it for the circle. for the mads, but for I mean, do you, do you think every time that a crop circle happens, it's somebody doing a prank or No, I don't know. Not every time. Okay. You think I it's mean, a mix? I don't even think it's... I mean, I think... Fuck. I don't know. I think there's mixed a mix of both. That's kind of yeah, how right? I feel. Yeah. That's kind of how I, I feel too. Believe. Okay. I read a paper called "Spatial Distribution of England's Crop Circles Using GIS to Investigate a Geospatial Mystery" by Jeremy Northcote, and it will be linked in our show notes. So Jeremy wrote this paper about the year 2002. He looked at where these crop circles were in the English countryside that year, and he mapped them out in terms of natural geographical features nearby. TM. Oops. And I do have that map. Okay. Oh, natural geological features nearby. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. We do have that map, so you guys can check it out yourself on our Instagram. But what he found was that most of the crop circles showed up in a cluster around Avery, which is close to Uffington, 
where that white horse we talked about is, Uh 46% of them were reported in that area. In the paper, he examined all the data and found that the most common factor for if a crop circle would show up is if it was near a specific landmark like Stonehenge or the White Horse. He called them cultural heritage influences. It was the second largest factor. The first largest... We don't have any of those in America. <laughs> so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do, White Castle? <laughs> yeah, the, the St. Louis Arch. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's no grouse out there. It was the second largest factor. The first largest factor was population size. So is it possible that it's just people, where anywhere where there's a lot of people and there's something spooky nearby and it just makes the jokesters want to come out? Or does this make you feel more like it's something paranormal because it's happening near Stonehenge and shit specifically more often? Like, I don't know how well, that makes me feel. Like, I feel like Stonehenge is like, there's always people around there. Mm-hmm. There's always That's true. security or police or something. So how's nobody assume. seeing anything? Exactly. That's a good Park point. Park rangers, like... Yeah, so either way, that's true. It's super weird, super interesting. This, reading this... Honestly, okay, so you said you wanted to know about crop circles. Mm-hmm. I started reading this. I found out about Doug and Dave. I was like, damn. Well, then I read this paper, and I found out that, like, I don't know. It didn't really make me feel better. It didn't really make me feel worse either. And I thought, okay, well, we just need to get less broad. We need to get more specific. And I would like to hear some personal stories from somebody who lived somewhere where crop circles were showing up. Very good. Yes. Who did you find? Okay. Well... I found the story of the Sherman family. Have you ever heard of them? I have not. Okay. So, in the summer of 1995, in Uintah County, Utah, Terry and Gwen Sherman purchased a 480-acre ranch. The ranch had sat vacant for seven years before they bought it. The previous owner had died. They owned it for 60 years. How'd they die? Regular. Oh, not mysteriously? I guess not. The Shermans remodeled the house before they moved in. Terry and Gwen were a regular blue-collar couple, and they had a teenage son and a 10-year-old daughter. They thought this ranch would be their paradise. They loved it. Terry was originally from Arizona, but moved to Utah at 17, and Gwen was a Utah Basin native. She probably had a little sticker on her car. <laughs> Drove a Jeep yeah. or Subaru. Subaru Outback. Before they even moved in, Terry was surprised to see three huge, eight-foot-wide circles flattened into their future pasture. They formed a big triangle. Each was about 30 foot from the other. Sick. Sick. He was like, oh, maybe they had some trees removed. Totally fine. I'm not going to think about this anymore. I love it. Oh, man. Too far in. Too far deep. Too far deep now. (laughs) Already spent too much, mate. So time passed and the renovation was done and the family excitedly. This is Utah. No more British accent. Oh, yeah, I guess. (laughs) The reno was done and the family excitedly unpacked their boxes and donned their windbreakers because it was the 90s, and they started to settle in. In a nearby pasture not long after, Gwen and the kids found three-foot-wide impressions in the soil that were two feet deep and perfectly flat in the center. Kind of weird. Gwen was starting to feel anxious about something, but she wasn't exactly sure. Something. Yeah. But she wasn't exactly sure what. She had to carry on for her family. Crop circles are very expensive. I must. She must. I must maintain. Crop circles are very expensive, and so is like filling gigantic holes with dirt. So I don't know if that's why she had to start working outside of the home or what, mm-hmm. but she was. One day on her drive home, an eerie light began to glow on the horizon. It was dark and the drive was long. Gwen wondered if her mind was playing tricks on her, but sure enough, 
the lights grew bigger in her rear view mirror as the distance between her and them closed. They were clearly following her and getting closer. She drove erratically to try to shake them. For almost an hour, she had to choose between leading them back to her house or finally running out of gas. So she decided to go home. She just led them right back to her house. Dumb, but I mean, whatever. What are you going to do? Find a gas station? Duh. Just never go home again. Yeah. <laughs> Move out. Yeah, why would, I mean, could you Wait just till drive the sun back comes to, up. I guess you couldn't turn around, though, because you don't want to drive towards it. I don't know. In the middle of one Sus. summer night, the dogs started to go ballistic. Terry grabbed the gun, let the dogs out, and ran outside with them. He ran out into the field where the dogs had charged, thinking there was someone out there. But he didn't see anybody. Who's out there? Then he heard it. It sounded like a man's voice. He was clicking and hissing, and his words were like little chirps and gurgles. And another man's voice would answer in the same dialect. How do you know it's a man, first off? Okay, let's... Could be a they, them, or a she. Stop assuming... Could be a gay or a they. that, (laughs) That aliens have gender. You don't know them. At first, it sounded like it was coming from one side of the field. Then it sounded like it was coming from the other. And then he realized it was coming from above him. The dogs were practically rabid and had even peed themselves in fear. The Sherman's cows started to disappear. What the hell? I was trying to pee myself. Oh. <laughs> the Sherman's cows started to disappear and never come back. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's expensive, too. In April of 95, Terry was checking on a cow who was nursing her calves in a field south of the house. Once in the middle of... Real, uh, Yellowstone-y. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Once in the middle of the field with nowhere to hide, Terry noticed the lights. At first he thought it was a four-wheeler or something, but then the lights started to rise. They were clear above the tree line, which is about 40 or 50 feet It's tall. a flying four-wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> then they did a cool wheelie and zipped away. No, just kidding about the wheelie. But they I'm did zip. Space. <laughs> Instead of America, they're just like, space, motherfucker. Space. And then they zipped away. Terry would find the cow mutilated where he had seen the lights. Ravaged. She had a hole in her left eyeball, but there was no other injuries and there was no blood. They thought it was a butthole and they tried probing it. Gross. <laughs> and the whole family had started to see, well, UFOs. I don't know what else to call them. There was a small boxy craft with a bright... UAFs. UAPs. Or something. There was a small boxy craft with a bright white light, a 40-foot long thing. It's a cargo van. And this ginormous ship that was the size of multiple football fields. Okay, so the ships could look like the crop circles. Potentially. Right? Okay. These sound wild. They sound like big motherships. They actually saw one of these crafts shoot out a wavy red ray. Some kind of light beam while it was going through the sky. It sounded like a baby alligator, goddamn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They also spotted other lights up there, and some of the ships seemed to be popping out of these orange circular doorways that would just show up and then disappear. Oh, oh. Like a butthole. <laughs> They're just being turded out into our They're, world. It's, it's like a ship full of doors. Like Scooby-Doo style. Yeah. <laughs> you can like run into one and come out the other side. <laughs> so fun. So cool. It was like clockwork. They would see lights and a cow would go missing or show up mutilated. Another of their cattle had turned up dead. This one with its rectum carved out. Huh. What if aliens are just really stupid and they're just like, how... Oh. These are the most intelligent beings on Earth. 
cow. What if the cows are the most intelligent beings on Earth and ah, we're dumbasses? Indians have it right. Yeah, we just haven't given them the tools <laughs> to do what they need to do. The Shermans noted that there was a chemical smell present for both mutilated cows. Spooky. Hydraulic fluid. Lube. Ah! It was lube. It was a lube smell. It smelled a little lubey. <laughs> <laughs> little lubey is my name. Little lube, little lube, lube. <laughs> Gwen had given... Lube fiasco. No. Sorry. Ew. Gwen had one sighting, and she talked about it in the Deseret News. She said, quote, It looked like headlights, but they were a little ways away from the craft, and there was a red glowing thing about an 18-inch circle. It just lit the whole side of the mountain up like I a broad... I love it when they're like, it was 18 inches in diameter. Like, what? How would you... How the fuck do you know if it's so far away? That's why when, when they get so specific, I'm just like... Okay. It was seen, a fucking red light. i seen three different UFOs. Couldn't even fucking tell you. What was the diameter? Couldn't tell Didn't you. happen. I could barely even tell you Didn't what happen. I saw, because what I saw did not make sense to my brain or my eyes. But maybe, these people know the fucking diameter. Maybe you have a point. Maybe you have a point. She said, quote, it just lit the whole side of the mountain up like broad daylight. How did it no one else see it? <laughs> one winter day, they were riding horses looking for missing cattle, Yellowstone Ranch, motherfucking Duttons. Let me get on Red Dead right here. <laughs> they chased the cow's prints in the snow out to the middle of a field where they just stopped. The branches of the nearby tree were broken, and the tops of the trees in the area were all cut off. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Apparently, the fucking aliens love beef. And have beef. With you, Shermans. With the Shermans. The Shermans would see as many as a dozen flying objects and mysterious lights in one night. One day, the Sherman's teenage son was out in the back field taking care of the cattle. One cow in particular, he just laid eyes on and turned his back. In five minutes, he heard a loud, wet thud and a bunch of trees breaking on the edge of the field. He was shocked to see the cow he just looked at, not five minutes before, was now dead. It had a six-inch-wide, 18-inch-deep hole scooped out from its rectum to its torso. So where the good stuff is. That's <laughs> where the delicacy is. It's got a couple two-tree stomachs in there. That's mm, where they keep the uh, best mushrooms. Hmm. There was no blood anywhere on the white snow or on the white fur of the cow, and he could smell a chemical, almost medical smell. Med- metal? Medical. Like, medical. ever smelled like a clean hospital room or like clean doctor gloves? Okay. I can't say I have, but I'm just going to say it smells like bleach. Yeah, kind of. Smells like bleach. It's that kind of thing. Okay, so, FBI agent Ken Rommel Jr., says the cattle mutilations are the result of toxic plants and your standard predatory animal. Sherman Ranch... Okay, Ken. Yeah. Go back to your Mojo Dojo Casa. Yeah, get out of here, bud. What you, why don't you go sing Matchbox 20, loser? You're not Knuff. Not Knuff. <laughs> Sherman Ranch is actually known in popular media as Skinwalker Ranch. Oh! Wow! Oh, didn't they have a TV show about that? There's all kinds of stuff about that. I never, ever knew about this. Same. Well, crazy. In 1996, the family was essentially ran off the ranch by whatever was bothering them. They sold the ranch to Las Vegas billionaire Robert Bigelow. He was apparently... God bless Bigelow. 
God bless him. Deuce. <laughs> Robert Bigelow, American Gigolo. <laughs> he U- was UFO Gigolo. <laughs> That's why he bought it. Huh. He was trying to get freaky with trying the to fuck aliens. With the they them Not aliens. Alien he was apparently super impressed and scared of the stories that Terry Sherman told him. He paid only two hundred thousand dollars for the ranch, which is four hundred thousand dollars for inflations. But uh, uh, that does not. See, I'm so curious what they not. bought it for. Like, did they buy it for dirt cheap? Because if if it's a come up, that's great. Oh, that's hella come up. Yeah, I couldn't find that information. Or they took a hit. <laughs> I hope not. The oh. owner? Well, I don't think they did. The owners previous to the Sherman family lived there for sixty years and never saw anything weird. Or never talked about it. Yeah, um, for what it's worth, a book called Hunt for Skinwalker was written in 2005 by these guys named Colm Kelleher and George Knapp. That got the attention of James Lekatsky, who worked for the Defense Intelligence Agency. He got permission to stay there, and whatever he saw scared him so bad that he secured $22 million in the Department of Defense funding to investigate whatever's going on at the Skinwalker Ranch. What do you think, Jake? Are you scared? Yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested too. Uh, do you... Is there more information? Can we do part two? Yeah, we can definitely do part two. I'm or sure there's more. Because I would when like to read. Look into this more. Yeah, I would like to read the book. Because even when I was reading about the book, I saw like some encounters on there that were insane, like shape shifting things. I part two coming yeah. soon. So I couldn't find any account of that outside of the book. So we'll have to read it and then talk about it more. But do you think that? Okay, here's how I feel. Either a there's aliens on the Sherman Ranch, as supported by the fact that the $22 million in funding got secured, and they're actually out there investigating. Like, I don't think you can go there. I think it's, like, top secret shit now. Can Google it? Let's Google it. Can't go on the ranch. It's not available to the public. So, as evidenced by the fact that you're not allowed there, and the government wants to know what's happening there, that's pretty weird. And apparently there's footage of this not available on the internet. Footage that the Shermans took. Also, if that's true, okay, great. Where is it? Mm, If the government has it, then I'm like, yeah, that was real. Okay, but option B is... There's nowhere on Reddit. No. Hmm. Option B is the Shermans are full of shit and just scammed that man. If they bought that ranch for super cheap... the U.S. government? I don't believe it. That's so much scamming. That's a lot of scamming. And how would they do all that shit to their and, cows? And how would they not have been fucked by the U.S. government? Yeah, and then the why... The U.S. government w- thinks they're getting scammed? They're fucking you. And they only lived at that ranch for a year. That's so yeah. much work to buy a ranch, lose the ranch, renovate the ranch. Like, yeah, I don't... I don't feel... Yeah, you're right. I think it's pretty spooky. Sus. It's kind of sus. Here's some pictures of the ranch. I mean, they probably cool. did buy it for super cheap, because this is recent, but that is a tiny, tiny house. There's a homestead on the ranch. None of these pictures are super good. This is one of the things uh, that someone took a picture of at Skinwalker Ranch. It's like a tic-tac-shaped UFO, so it was funny you were talking about that earlier. Looks like a burrito. It is. Another picture on the ranch. It just looks like Pueblo West. Here's Post Malone and the millionaire who currently owns it. His name is... And Post Malone just brought a gun? Yeah. When you're friends with a million billionaires, you do whatever you want. It's pretty sick. I mean... Yeah, I can't remember this guy's that name. That guy owns it? He bought it from Robert Bigelow. That's Post Malone. Duh. <laughs> no, I, I, but he's friends with them, I guess, because he let Post Malone bring his um, machine gun, uh, which is yeah. great. Can we get this video? Because I yeah. know Post Malone probably took video. I would love to see it. Uh, he's always, somehow, Post Malone's always involved. I was just saying he, to you before we started. He just is like, I'm funding my research. 
He's gonna he's bang the alien alien baddies. He will. Uh, okay. He's like, I will be the first one to fuck an alien. <laughs> this is a part of the pod where we do something fun so that I'm not too scared to take the dogs out tonight because aliens will get me. Um, We're going to do Fuck, Mary Kill with cryptids. I have a girl tier. I have a boy tier. I don't know what a cryptid is, but it sounds alienish. It is. I'm into it. All right. You want to start with? Fuck all three of them. <laughs> I mean, what? At the same time. <laughs> At the same time. Um, all right. Fuck, Mary Kill. Ready? Mm-hmm. Bloody Mary, La Llorona, and a Banshee. Okay, who's La Llorona? La Llorona is a Spanish cryptid, Mexican cryptid. She sings and leads children away and drowns them. Okay, and then... A Banshee is a screaming ghost. Okay, and who's Bloody Mary? Bloody Mary, you say the name three times in the mirror, she appears. Remember we talked about, it was like a witch that got burnt or whatever. So she wants revenge. They all sound ter- equally terrible. <laughs> I know all the girl cryptids are like, she wants to kill everyone <laughs> she because she was wrong. Talking. There's no <laughs> screaming mule, mule. Yeah, there's no um, girl cryptids that are just like, oh, she eats goats. Yeah, I wish there Gar- was goat eater. Um, okay, I'm probably Mary. Bloody Mary. Okay. Okay, because that's a delicious drink. Yeah. Um. Bang the banshee and kill the baby killer. Okay. Right? That was good. I th- that makes sense to me. Your eyes are, I wouldn't bang any of them. Uh, yeah, I know, okay. like on purpose. Unless but one looked like you. Aw. That's nice. Um. Okay, round two. Okay, what's the next one? Final round. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Mothman. La Chupacabra. Fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> Probably Mary Bigfoot. Okay. He seems very homesteady. Well, you wouldn't see him a lot. Okay, Mothman <laughs> or a goat? Goat sucker. Uh, that would be called goat fucker. <laughs> so I'd have to kill the goat and bang Mothman. Mothman seems cool. I ETF. agree with the choices. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I think that was great. I think that was a great game. Oh, now it's your turn. Oh, you want me to do it? Hell yeah, I want you to do it. <laughs> That's bullshit. I'm, I'm the weirdo over here. Who okay. are you banging and killing and marrying? Fuck, Mary kill. Bloody Mary, Lalorona, Banshee. I'm going to marry Lalorona because I don't want kids. <sighs> Makes total sense. But you're going to kill other kids? No. Fucking just let her do her own thing. She's chasing okay. her dreams. Um, I would kill the Banshee because I'm not crazy about loud noises. And I would... Fuck Bloody Mary. Okay. Um, why? Why would I fuck Bloody Mary? Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like... You can't get out of it this easily. It would be easy to meet up with her. You know what to do to meet up with her. You know what to do to not meet up with but her again. Does she ever not leave? I just wouldn't go in that room again if she doesn't leave. Or if she does leave, I just won't say her name three times again if it's bad. But if it's good... I, I like... You're kind of a fuck boy in this situation. <laughs> Being honest with you, <laughs> sorry, Bloody Mary. I'm sorry, caller. Quick bang and go. <laughs> BM, 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 oh. girl, where you at? Oh. She's like avoiding me. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't answer anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fuck Mary, kill Bigfoot, Mothman, Lunchy, Bacabra. I'm gonna marry 
Mothman, because I feel like he shows up to warn you about bad stuff, and that's good to have, right? What does the Mothman even do except fly around? He shows up before bad shit happened, apparently. Like, before the bridge broke or whatever. Well, then if he shows up, it's kind of too late. It's not really a good warning. Uh, You're like, oh, no. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, I already said it. Can't go back now. Fuck. Okay. Or kill. La Chupacabra Bigfoot. Oh. Which one is it? This is disgusting. Which one is it? Are you an animal fucker? Are you an animal fucker? Yes, I'm going to fuck Bigfoot and kill Chupacabra. You're in bestiality over there? Because what if my Chupacabra gets after my cats or something? I need to kill him. Okay. And fuck Bigfoot. Yeah. You pretty much do fuck Bigfoot. Oh my God. Get out of here. Okay. Prophecy has come true. No. Sources for this week are going to be linked in the show notes, folks. And uh, I'm just going to read the titles off to you extremely fast as if it's an auction. Crop circles, Uffington White Horse, spatial distribution of England's crop circles using GIS to investigate a geospatial mystery by Jeremy Northcote. Skinwalker Ranch, mysteries of UFO ranch and spotlight hunt for skinwalker. And... Post Malone. Post Malone. Don't forget to drink Don't water. Don't forget to drink water. Bye. Hey, tell your friends about us. <laughs>